is a, a warm charm and a friendliness that exists. It's that spirit of the West. And it's reflected in the art that's on the walls, uh, the bronzes that are on the tables. But more importantly, it's reflected in the individuals that take care of our guests. To me, the Broadmoor is just that perfect blend of friendliness, warmth, charm, and luxury. It dawns on the guest is the fact that it's done by design. This friendliness, the, 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 the sincerity of the staff, is something that rings true. And what makes it really special is when you start to see the guests speak to each other. Hi, I'm Dave Tabor, and this is the Proco 360 podcast with insights and stories from Colorado's world-class entrepreneurs. Proco 360 is for fans of Colorado, Colorado businesses, and leaders. Listeners, thanks to you, Proco 360 is Westward Reader's best Denver podcast, three years running, and two years as a top 15 Colorado podcast on Feedspot. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Jack DeMoli, CEO of the famous and iconic Broadmoor Resort. The Broadmoor is the longest-running five-star property in the world. With 1,200 employees and seasonally sometimes more, the Broadmoor is an amazingly complex business with seemingly a million moving parts, all synchronized to create a seamless luxury experience for its guests. We'll talk with Jack about how the property is run, some of its complexities, how staff is trained to meet what I guess you'd call a Colorado luxury experience and adjusting to COVID. Jack, glad we could get together here at the Broadmoor. Dave, thank you so much for making time to come to see us and looking forward to our chat. Good. And let's start the chat with this mention of worldwide recognition. The Broadmoor really has had some great accolades. Well, thank you. And, and yes, we're very proud of that. We have won the Forbes Five Star Award every year since 1960 and the AAA Five Diamond Award every year since 1976. And if you really kind of think about it, it's like winning the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> and our team goes back because this is not an award. Once you receive it, you have it. You have to earn it every year. I want to talk some more about that because I'm intrigued by that continuing pressure. Um, and we're going to talk about that. Before we move on, though, talk a little bit more about this. There's uh, something about the the scale, like how big really is the Broadmoor? Well, uh, thank you. And, and the Broadmoor is 784 guest rooms. We have 315,000 square feet of function space, 5,000 acres. And when Mr. and Mrs. Penrose built and opened the Broadmoor in 1918, it was a sleepy 275-room hotel uh, in the middle of nowhere on the southern side of, of Colorado Springs. Think about Colorado Springs was probably 20,000 people in 1918. Today, we're 475,000 people plus. And it is something that the, the town and uh, Colorado Springs has changed dramatically. And with that, uh, today, when we speak of the Broadmoor, it's just not the iconic resort. It's Cloud Camp. It's Emerald Valley Ranch, the Fly Fishing Camp, Seven Falls, the Broadmoor Soaring Adventure, and opening in May of 2021, the Broadmoor Manitou Pikes Peak Cog Railway. From an employee standpoint, how many? Was I right around 1,200? Currently, we're about 1,200 individuals. That's a lot of people. And it is a lot of employees. And we're a family, a large family, yeah. but a family. And I think one of the calling cards of the Broadmoor has always been the friendliness, the warmth, the charm of the team. And that is something that uh, it starts internally. And, you know, we have a very friendly, genuine group. And when we go to hire, that is one of the things that we check the box on. Is a person warm, welcoming, and friendly? 
how many employees are on property at any given time today? How many people are working? You have about 900 people working here throughout the day. Now, granted, we're a 24-7 business, so that means, you know, 24 hours a day, there are staff here. But on any given day, and and today is is an active day, there'll be 900-ish individuals on property. Let's talk about the leadership and the leadership transition, because you've been CEO at the Broadmoor for almost seven years, but that was after spending over a year transitioning from the last CEO, Steve Bartolin. I mean, most hotels, like... They fire a CEO and the guy or next man or woman comes in the next day and off they go. So talk about that. Oh, sure. Thank you. And and when you have an institution like the Broadmoor that has this rich history and tradition, and I talked about that family feel, a thoughtful transition of leadership has to occur. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have that with uh, Steve passing the torch to me and and allowing me a year uh, to be here as managing director to learn, ask questions and figure out uh, where everything was and and, and how it ran. How about a year? Most, I mean, they're paying essentially two CEOs at the same time, right? I mean, essentially, I mean, hotels don't operate like that, really. But that gets back to the fact that the Broadmoor is just not another hotel. Um, it is a, a very special, special uh, place, not only in Colorado and not only in the West, but quite frankly, in this country. Yeah. And all good businesses start with a, a solid owner. And, uh, and that's where the Anschutz family yeah. uh, allow for those type of things, that, that type of vision to occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to have... Uh You've got to have an owner like Phil Anschutz or, or some, you know, because otherwise it's just a, just a hotel property, right? Well, Dave, think about this. In 102 years, because we're 102 years old, first of all, how many businesses get to, test, uh, to stand the test of time mm-hmm. and to be in business for over a, a 100 years? Not many. Yeah. And then in that 102 years, we've had three private owners. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Penrose that built and opened the property in 1918, the Gaylord family that purchased the property in the late 80s. That's different than the Gaylords of the Gaylord Resorts, isn't well, it? Well, it's the same family, oh, it but it was held privately. Got it. So mm-hmm. back to three private owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then the Gaylord family that were great stewards of this property for 23 years. And then eight years ago, the Anschutz family right here in Colorado buy the property. Yeah. And what I love is that each of those owners did something special with the property and put their own stamp on it. Just opening the Broadmoor in 1918 was a, a feat in itself. And then think about everything else that the Penroses did for uh, Colorado Springs and the Front Range. You know, the Fine Arts Center, the first road to the top of Pikes Peak, the, the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo, all those things. And then you have the, the Gaylord family who invested $400 million into the Broadmoor mm. during their years of well, that was a lot of money back then. Well, it, yeah. It's a lot of money yeah. today. Yeah, sure it is. And, uh, uh, and all those things. And then last but not least, the, the Anschutz family. So the Anschutz family developing this experiential travel, the adventure travel piece of mm-hmm. Cloud Camp and Emerald Valley Ranch and the Fly Fishing Camp and Seven Falls and all those things so people can really experience what it is like to be in Colorado and, and, and take part in yeah. that while they're here. And speaking, uh, uh, you're helping me segue to, uh, to Colorado. The, the Broadmoor is a world-class luxury resort in Colorado. So I always think like I've been to some really nice resorts elsewhere. You've run the Greenbrier uh, in West Virginia. What's the difference in guest expectations when people come to Colorado and they want luxury? How does that intersection work? You know, I think what the Broadmoor has always done exceptionally well is that yes, we're a luxury resort, but there is a, a warm 
charm and a friendliness that exists. It's that spirit of the West, yeah. and it's reflected in the art that's on the walls, uh, the bronzes that are on the tables. Yeah. But more importantly, it's reflected in the individuals that take care of our guests, our members, and patrons that come on for lunch uh, to the property or, or a shopping experience. Yeah, I've been I've been to some of the, I mentioned the Greenbrier, I've been to some nice, really nice places, and I don't like when people sprint to open the door for me and, and, and they almost act subservient to me. I don't like that. And that doesn't feel like a Colorado tone at all. I would refer to it maybe as a casual elegance and, uh, and that the Broadmoor just has a way. Uh, the, we, we believe we're the gateway to the American West. You know, the, the, once again, the art that is on the walls, the, yeah. the bronzes. And, and there's a certain romance to the American West and the settling yeah, of the American yeah. West. And to me, the Broadmoor is just that perfect blend of friendliness, warmth, charm, and luxury. So what's a specific example of something you, and this may be tough, but something you teach staff members when they're coming on board that grooms that behavior. What's what's an example? Well, uh, I meet every orientation class, whether it's a Monday, Wednesday, or a Saturday. And I meet every orientation class, which is a two-day orientation. Hmm. Uh, Meet them at nine o'clock on their first day. And I talk about what makes the broad more different. And the fact that our customers, our, our guests, whether they're group guests or social guests, have many opportunities to spend their money. And whether it's on a cruise, another resort experience, traveling, wherever it may be, they choose to come to the Broadmoor because of the human interactions. They choose to come to the Broadmoor because of the way that we interact with our guests, the warmth, the friendliness, the, the eye so contact. So what does is, what is friendly look like here versus at a stuffy East Coast property? A, a sincere um, look in the eye and a good morning, a good afternoon, a hello, how are you? And is that different than anything in the East? Like, how is that different here? Well, it's different because you won't just experience once that this happens when you're walking down a corridor or maybe from the east side of the lake to the west side of the lake. What you'll experience is that it happens over and over and over and what it dawns on the guest is the fact that it's done by design. This friendliness, the, 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 uh, again, the sincerity of the staff is something that rings true. And what makes it really special is when you start to see the guests speak to each other. And that's huh. when you know you're doing something. You think something. it rubs off yes, on the guests? Yes, without a doubt. Huh. That's interesting. I have not seen that at other properties. That's interesting. You know, I probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 guest comment letters a week, whether they're emails or handwritten notes. And inevitably, they start out something like this. I can't believe how warm and welcoming everybody is. No matter where I went, somebody said, good morning, good afternoon, hello, held a door open for me. Dave, in this day and age, mm. those things just don't yeah. happen on yeah. a regular basis. But the idea that that the way guests treat or the way your staff treats guests becomes the way guests treat guests. It's pretty pretty cool. It's a way of passing it forward. You're listening to Proco 360, named Best Denver Podcast Three Years Running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Jack DeMole, CEO of the Broadmoor Resort. And thanks to our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, the law firm of Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, and my newest sponsor, Via Technologies. These great companies support 
Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. Also, thanks to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for its support for me and Proco 360. What is the life of a CEO at a world-class resort like? I mean, I have this picture of you dressed nicely, walking around, saying how do you do to all the guests, you know, but this is a mega business. That's not entirely your job, right? Uh, It is not. (laughs) It's part of the job, and quite frankly, it's the fun part of the job. Uh, Uh, It's a business, and from that perspective, uh, it's probably no different than anyone else's business. We're in the relationship business, whether that is with our social guest, our group guest. Um, I have uh, the good fortune of knowing many of our group guests and meeting planners and executives from my days in West Virginia. Oh, sure. And that same group, that same meeting planner is here 30 years later. And so those relationships really are special. And that's the fun part of the business. Um, And yes, we're held accountable to budgets and we have budgets and and all those type of things. But uh, the fun part of the business, what what I enjoy is getting a chance to not only get out and interact with our guests, but the team that's here. Sure. And understanding Bob's at the front door today and he's just, you know, smiling and, and his family's doing well. And uh, those are the things that, to me, make it fun. Speaking of front door, I did note something when I walked in. Uh, I bumped into Anne, who I've known forever, the woman who takes care of your customer experience. And and um, everybody at the, front, at the front desk is wearing face shields as right. opposed to face masks. And I thought, what a nice way to manage. Because I said, Anne, I can see your smile, you know, and and what a nice touch. Well, the thought process behind that, number one, yes, for the smile. And I believe you can smile through your eyes, but still seeing the smile is important. But there's so much valuable information that is exchanged at the front desk upon somebody's arrival that we wanted to make sure if somebody was hard of hearing, if by chance there were issues that lips could be read as well. But more importantly, the smile. And and you're right. You you hit it right on the head. Uh, So... I want to get to that point you brought up earlier about winning accolades, but that you have to continue to earn them. I mean, year after year, does the stress just build? Like, oh my God, we can't let this stop. We can't break this. I mean, that must build. Well, it it does, but only from this perspective. Um, The individuals that have preceded us, there's a certain uh, responsibility we have to ensure that we don't let the legacy of the Broadmoor fail. And that we build upon what our uh, individuals that have come before us have done. When I, when, I, when I think of a property this big and this complex with that many perennial accolades, I think there must be systems in place. You can't just like try hard year after year. There have to be systems that you've got that make sure that you can continue to succeed. Well, absolutely. And it starts with the orientation class that we talked about, which is two days. But really, then it goes into Broadmoor University. And then Broadmoor University is a series of classes that we either self-teach here, uh, how to deal with conflict resolution in the workplace, multiple generations in the workplace, those type of classes, financial classes, how to read a P&L, how to fill out purchase requisitions, how to schedule. Uh, Some are fun, like yoga and photography. (laughs) And then we've also partnered with the American Hotel and Lodging Association, where our uh, team can take online correspondence classes in the hospitality industry. But there must, I, I get that and I appreciate that, 
there have to be some like systems in place. Like this is how you clean a tub. Oh. This is how you mow the lawn. There, there are SOPs for every department. Are here. there? Yeah. But what it really comes down to are the long-term tenured staff for the Broadmoor. Uh, taking pride in their job and taking pride that when a new individual joins the department, uh, they take them under in a mentorship. This is way. how you do it. This is the way you do it. Wow. And and yeah. without that, uh, the Broadmoor is not the Broadmoor. I, I think about this place too, and it's so beautiful. And it has to get harder and harder every year because the property's aging. I mean, at some point you can't put more paint on wood trim. It has to come off and be replaced. You know, you can't wash a floor anymore. The grout won't get white. I mean, yeah. isn't it harder and more expensive constantly? Well, historic hotels definitely are more expensive to maintain on an average than a new build, without a doubt. Yeah. But that gets back to having a, an owner uh, with the Anschutz family that truly understands um, capital understands what it takes to run a business and and be well capitalized. Um, yes, we're held accountable though to be profitable, and yeah. and uh, that is something that's very important. But on the other hand, having the right owner, whether you're in the hotel business, whether you're a sports team, um, any other business, it comes down to starts with ownership. Are you, are you able to share like what percentage of revenue is a tre- do you ap- apply towards maintenance? maintaining the property, keeping the grass cut, keeping the, the wood trim beautiful? That would be a, a, a tough one because of uh, payroll expense versus capital versus oh, sure. um, direct expenses. So l- let's put it this way, that um, the Broadmoor is a um, it's not a cheap property to, 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 yeah. to, uh, to maintain. Okay, let me ask you this question. Compared to a new hotel, what is it? Is it twice as expensive to maintain? One and a half times more expensive to maintain? Twice. Twice. Wow. Without a doubt. Yeah. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, that's got to feel like a, I mean, it's just, you build it into the model, of course. Well, you do. And, yeah. and then you look at the grounds and then all you need is a hailstorm to come through and, uh, and then you start over. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. So those yeah. are the things wow. that, um, you know, are sometimes challenging, but I'll go back to this. When you have an owner that is supportive and understanding of your business, that makes all the difference in the world. You know, in, in today's world where it seems like, you know, it's quarter to quarter to quarter, you know, I don't know how you could run a property like the Broadmoor only focused on quarterly returns. Well, you couldn't. Yeah. And uh, and one of the things that, that's really special about the Broadmoor, we've been placed in a 100-year trust. And that 100-year trust uh, is a very simple one-page document. And it, it has items like this, that the Broadmoor will always be an independent hotel. It will never be flagged. Um, wow. Meaning it won't have an international brand name correct. on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That there are minimum requirements for capital. Um, that there are very high uh, regards to the Forbes Travel Awards, the AAA Travel Awards wow, that we receive that's amazing. every year. That's amazing. So those type of, of scenarios are, are put forth in a one-page document so that um, – and I hope Phil doesn't mind uh, – Phil Anschutz doesn't mind when, when I say this. So in his words – Future generations can't screw it up. <laughs> and, uh, and so to me, that, that kind of just gets it down to the point where uh, simple is best, short is better, and it gives the definite direction of where the Broadmoor always needs to go. Wow. And, and talking about direction, you mentioned several 
several new developments at the Broadway. You mentioned Cloud Camp, which I look forward to checking out tonight. Thank Fantastic. you. Uh, conference space. You mentioned some other things. Um, the Meg Vanderlaan, who's a listener, was curious about the Cog Railway and its relationship with the Broadmoor. Can you talk a little bit about some of the extended aspects of the Broadmoor experience? When I joined the property in 2014, we, we had a busy year. Uh, we opened Cloud Camp, Emerald Valley Ranch. And 2015, we opened the Fly Fishing Camp and Seven Falls. And, and by the way, Seven Falls has been around as a natural attraction since 1872. Yeah. Um, then in 2016, we opened the Broadmoor Soaring Adventure. And then coming in 2021, the rebuild of the Pikes Peak Cog Railway. And we're really excited. You know, the, the, the Cog Railway in, in Manitou is the, uh, the highest rail, uh, Cog Railway in the world. And mm. it's almost nine miles to the top of the mountain from the, from the Manitou Depot. Does it run parallel to the, the incline? Uh, it, well, for a short period of time, for, yes. Yeah, but it goes farther, exactly. obviously. Because I've done the incline. It was not nine miles. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes, so it's summits, uh, by the way, in parallels with the new summit house that'll be opening um, in May of 2021 wow. as well. Uh, I need to check that out. Especially, I want to be on that grand opening right up to the top. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, so that's pretty cool. All new stuff. And then we're dealing at the same time with all this exciting new things. We're dealing with COVID. And that has to have changed a lot of how you're doing things. What, talk about that a bit. And I've got a couple of really specific questions. Sure. Well, COVID has not been easy on any industry, on any business. But in particular, the hospitality, tourism, travel business has been uh, it's been very challenging for. Um, so to me, the, the the luxury hotel business has always been known for cleanliness. And, and if you think about, you know, those awards that we've talked about, mm -hmm. Forbes and AAA, one of the things that always has been at the heart of all those awards are the cleanliness and, and, the, and the condition of the property. In this day and age, that's even more important than ever. So we have a 13-page health and hygiene document on our website that details the overview of how we maintain the property. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I got a C- minus in chemistry uh, in, in <laughs> high school. So now I know more about um, uh, hydrogen peroxide-based cleaning products, antimicrobials, electric static sprayers, uh, you name it. That's the, the way that we're taking care of our property it used now. To be that, it used to be the maintenance was basically, did it look clean? Now it's way different. Now you have to be able to demonstrate that you understand all these other hygienic kinds of cleanings. We, it's a different world. Oh, oh it is. Yeah. And, and this antimicrobial, we spray in between every guest room occupancy. So when one guest checks out, we clean with hydrogen peroxide-based mm -hmm. products, come in and spray the antimicrobial throughout the room, high traffic areas throughout the property. Wow. Um, it is something that it truly is a science now. You're listening to Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Jack Damoli of the Broadmoor Resort. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. And don't forget to rate Proco360 in your app when you finish this episode. Finally, a special shout out to Community Banks of Colorado. Thanks to them during this COVID mess. They've been working round the clock to help Colorado companies secure the funds they need to keep Coloradans employed. So back to the money a little bit, a little bit to budgets. I mean, during COVID, you're doing all these extra things. And yet 
your restaurants can't be full. The Golden Bee, you know, can't be the joyous place it, it has been. I mean, how do you think about, I mean, this has been a long time and not being able to make money for a long time or not being able to do what you've been doing. That's got to be like a punch to the stomach after some point. Um, it, it is not the most um, desirable situation for a business, without a doubt. We have a responsibility, though, to our employees. We were so happy to be able to reopen once the stay-home order were lifted and we were able to, to get some type of activity in our restaurants. Um, we also have an important place in this community, and we understand that, as well as in the state of Colorado. So we're delighted to be reopened. We're delighted to be in business and taking care of, yeah. quite frankly, what we do best, taking care of our guests. You know, here's what I admire and I appreciate and I also just shake my head at is that it's harder, it's more expensive, and you can't make money right now. Maybe you're making money. I don't know. But, I, but it's got to be tough, so tough. I mean, I guess you've had these conversations with the ownership saying, you know, this is, our, this is what it's going to look like for a while. Well, and um, ownership also understands being involved in other businesses that we're not alone in this. Yeah, Everyone's facing um, tough times in one form or another. However, I do believe that there is a, a pent-up demand for travel, whether that's on the show, social side uh, or, quite frankly, I think Zoom calls are uh, not necessarily the best scenario. Yeah. And everybody that I talk to can't wait to get back to face-to-face meetings. It seems like it. When I when I arrived this morning, it was bustling. Krista mentioned that um, you guys are busy. We are. And that's amazing. I think that's awesome. We are very fortunate to have business and, and a good amount of activity. You know, we've had probably 120 meetings since we've reopened here at the property, 120 groups that have come in for meetings since July. And uh, so the meetings business, although small, yeah. um, it, it is people are still meeting. It's uh, it's smaller, though. And, and I remember having you and I talked about this a little bit. It's it's way different to manage 10 meetings of 50 people than one meeting of 500, right? It's just not so efficient, but it's just, you just got to do it. You have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you're right. It's not as efficient, but we are just very fortunate to have the business that we have, uh, both on the social side as well as with the groups. Yeah. And we can't wait to things get back to a more I, normal way. Can't we all? I know. Uh, Steve Kinsley is a listener and he's a sponsor. He wanted to know, other than COVID, what other, any other notable surprises, noteworthy events or developments at the Broadmoor in 2020? Well, you know, Steve used to work here um, back in the day. <laughs> and uh, so Steve has been very supportive of the Broadmoor and uh, uh, he runs a great company with his wife. So we're, we're very appreciative of the support. In 2020, uh, it, the main thing that, that really kind of got kicked off, but unfortunately never could really realize is the new exhibit hall. So uh, for the Space Symposium, which is the yeah. largest gathering of the space, aerospace, and cyber industry in the world, is right here in Colorado Springs. We were eight days out from hosting the Space Symposium. The, the new exhibit hall was being finished on time and on budget, eight days away from the Space Symposium, and the pandemic hits. Worst timing in the world. Uh, so that facility is um, ready to go. Wow. We are so excited to be hosting the, the Space Symposium in 2021 in August. Uh, Tom Zellibor and, and his team over at the Space Foundation are absolutely wonderful. And we really appreciate all the support of the groups that meet with us in the state of Colorado. On to a happier 
note uh, from COVID, holiday season finally is approaching. Uh, Very Rogers, who's another listener, mentioned that his family loves Christmas at the Broadmoor. Um, what does that holiday mean? Let's leave COVID out of it, but what does that holiday season mean to the Broadmoor? Well, I think we've talked a little bit before in, in this interview about uh, traditions and, and those things that people love to do at the Broadmoor. And uh, everybody has their own family traditions for the holidays. And we're, we have the good fortune of many families coming to the Broadmoor for either an overnight experience or a meal or, quite frankly, to come look at the lights. And those type of things, traditions are what the holidays are all about and spending time yeah. with family. Well, the Broadmoor, you drive up and it looks so magical. It's like it doesn't like not even it, it looks unworldly. Uh, the, the white lights really are um, unique and, and gives the Broadmoor a special glow during the holidays. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Yeah. How do your, how do your employees feel? At the, I mean, is there a different atmosphere? Any, you know? I, I think during the holidays, quite frankly, um, everybody is a little nicer. I mean, I'm not talking about our employees. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's a little nicer. Everyone's a little friendlier. Everyone smiles a little easier. It is just a magical time. And let's get back to that, uh, that uh, piece that we were talking about a little earlier about everybody saying hello and good morning and wishing people Merry Christmas. And uh, the Broadmoor during the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's the 4th of July or Christmas, it is a special place. Yeah. Well, keeping focused on the theme of this Proco 360 podcast, world-class entrepreneurs who choose Colorado, the Broadmoor has a big impact on the whole surrounding area. I mean, it seems that, and you mentioned a bit of this, but it seems that the Broadmoor has a special role in Colorado Springs and in Colorado altogether. Would you, how would you talk about that? Yeah, we believe we do. And, and we've been part of the community for 102 years. And the relevance of our place in the community is never lost on us. From the standpoint, we try to be many things to many people. And uh, it is something that I think we succeed in doing that. There's probably not a non-for-profit that exists in Colorado, Colorado Springs or, quite frankly, maybe in Colorado that we don't help or support in mm -hmm. some way. We don't necessarily get out and talk about all those things and, and, and list all the, all the support that we do. But if there's a fundraiser, um, it, we host a great deal of them here. If there's an event, we are making donations to them. And okay. um, we do it in a, in a um, uh, discreet way, and we do it in, in a way not to necessarily draw attention to ourselves, but we understand the responsibility that we have to our community. How does it feel? I'm just winging this question. I hadn't thought about it before, but how does it feel to be you in the sense that you're the guardian, the trustee of this place? Well, I'm um, talking about that pressure. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> um, it, it's an honor. Um, those are the things that, you know, to me, uh, to be at the Broadmoor is, is truly an honor. Um, when I was offered the opportunity, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I, tell this story in, in orientation. Steve Bartlett and I were in the tavern room and, and um, he asked me as we sat down and ice water didn't even come to the table yet. Would you like to join the Broadmoor family? And without thinking, without hesitating, I said, yes. And he said, well, don't you want to know like your title, money and or have you asked your wife? And I said, well, no, no. And yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, on that note, let's wrap. 
Um, I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and today on ProCo360, you've been listening to my conversation with Jack Damoli, CEO of the world-famous Broadmoor Resort. Jack, thanks. It's been great. Dave, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure seeing you, and hope you enjoy Cloud Camp tonight. Uh, thank you. Listeners, thanks for joining me on ProCo360, where we say, live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the ProCo360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, Microstar Keg Logistics, Via Technologies, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show, Live, Work, Love, Colorado. Colorado.